0: Hi, this is Haley Chura. You usually hear me every Thursday co-hosting the Iron Women podcast with Alyssa Gadeski. Current times are anything but usual and I have a lot of questions. So I created Iron Women podcast mini episodes. I ask women who are endurance athletes and experts in their fields to help me and hopefully help you too by answering a few questions in 15 minutes or less. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Haley. Some of you probably remember my conversation in April with medical doctor, Ironman champion, and retired professional triathlete, Dr. Tamsin Lewis. When Tamsin and I talked in April, she was about three weeks into her treatment for the COVID-19 coronavirus. It's been more than four months since that conversation, so I wanted to follow up with Tamsin and see how she's doing now. As always, thank you to the Ironwoman podcast sponsors. Zilio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Form Swim Goggles, Orca Sportswear, Gooder Sunglasses, as well as our Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all website links and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomenpodcast.com. Now, please enjoy another conversation with Dr. Tamsin Lewis. Hi, Tamsin. Welcome back to the Iron Women Podcast. Hey. Hi, Hayley. It's nice to speak to you again. You need no introduction, since I'm sure most of our listeners will have listened to our previous conversation back in April, when you were about three weeks out from first experiencing COVID-19 symptoms. It's now August, four months later. How are
1: you feeling? It's been a bit of a rough ride, I have to say. Um, You know, there's been a few days up and then a few days down, um... So it's definitely been difficult. I'm at the state now where, you know, like like you say, it's, it's probably month five now. I still can't do any weight-bearing exercise. So if I was to try and run down the road, my knees would flare up um, and I would literally be like, you know, it would be difficult to walk for a few days. So I'm still getting some joint inflammation. I'm still getting some pain in my lungs. Um, I, do, I didn't tell you this, but I had a CT scan at three months, finally, which is a CAT scan, I think, you know, in America. And it showed that I had scarring on the lung or inflammation. So the the, the technical term was pneumonitis, ground glass opacities in both lungs. So my, you know, the the radiologist, the doctor was was quite surprised that someone in who has no pre-existing lung conditions or health conditions specifically had lung damage after after three months of having this virus. So, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of athletes come out now who probably weren't that ill up front, but are having this long tail illness uh, with COVID. And we know athletes are susceptible to getting COVID-19 long haul if you get infected because of two things. One, our personality types mean we're very driven, we tend to push through, we'll, t- we'll go back to exercise sooner rather than later, as I did, and I made myself worse. We also have very vascular, that means we have lungs very full of blood, which the virus likes, right? So the virus likes to, it, or it can help the, tr- the spread of the virus when, in the body once it gets into the lungs, it can spread very quickly because the degree of the density of the blood vessels in in trained athletes is very high. Now, so that means your lungs can be affected even as a a, a trained athlete. Smokers, for example, aren't getting, you know, as affected by this as we thought, because they have very constricted blood supply to the lungs. So you are not in any means protected from this being an athlete. In fact, it could make things worse. But you will have lungs that will protect you from getting the hypoxia, the low oxygen levels, because as we know, fitness means that you can carry oxygen around your blood very much better than the average person. So, one of the reasons I was not admitted fully to hospital is that I had the reserve to sustain the lower levels of oxygen in the body. So, the body was able to cope with a bit like altitude training, for example, you know, the body mounts a response. If you're fitter to the the stimulus, and uh, you know COVID is is like you know it can be akin to training at altitude, for example, because your your body is deprived of um, of oxygen because of all the inflammation in the lungs. That is a fascinating take on being
0: an athlete and your medical profession just giving you this insight into the pros and actual cons of being an athlete with this disease. Are you undergoing any kind of treatment right now, or is it just like a wait and see kind of approach?
1: I am undergoing a lot of supplementary support, uh, which has been advised by a doctor. So I have been on um, uh, something called NRC-tyl which I highly recommend for athletes because it supports glutathione production in the body, which is a master antioxidant, which gets depleted if you're a hard-charging athlete. I had my levels tested via the Dutch test, dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. You can put a link to that, dutchtest.com. It's a urine test. So a lot of athletes get low on glutathione. Um, we put our bodies through a lot of oxidative stress. So I highly recommend NRC acetylcysteine I had to take high doses. I was taking now taking up to 1800 milligrams a day. So your standard sort of 500, 800 probably isn't enough. You really need to get up higher. You can't really overdose on NRC acetylcysteine either. It's an amino acid. You can take glutathione via a nebulizer. I put on a video once of a direct delivery of glutathione into the lungs to help heal the inflammation. Um, I haven't been doing hyperbaric oxygen because I don't have access to it, but it's very helpful. So if you do have access to hyperbaric oxygen, then please do that. Higher doses of vitamin C, we're talking three to four grams, preferably of the liposome or the liquid form of vitamin C is very helpful. Maintaining, you know, caloric sufficiency. So this is not a time for you to be, you know, chasing race weight because the the immunocompromise that comes with training plus weight loss is very high. So we often see that when I blood test athletes from my company, Wellevity, I see a lot of athletes who have. Low lymphocyte counts, low white cell counts, which is correlated with um, suppressed immunity and high cortisol, which is one of the stress hormones, which is immunosuppressive. That is not what you want. So really prioritizing fueling um, refueling is, is important. I am taking melatonin because it has been shown to have some benefits, some pro antioxidant effects in the brain at night. And also it's helping with the sleep because there's been quite a lot of anxiety associated with covid because, you know, once you when you can't breathe properly and at night it, it kind of all floods back. Magnesium, pretty high doses of magnesium in the form of magnesium glycinate um, and also salt magnesium salt baths. I have just returned, for, as you know, from the south of France, which has probably been the best thing I've done for my health in a long time, aside from the the, the plane travel, which was a little bit uh, nerve wracking, but I was fully masked and alcoholed and, you know, covered in alcohol. But the sea, swimming in the sea was very healing, being in the sun, you know, eating fresh food so having socially distanced um, community conversations was, was very good so really do prioritize rest and nutrition and and, you know, stay away at this time because, you know, COVID is going around still. It's perhaps not as virulent as in its ability to cause severe disease has probably deteriorated because of the massive exposure that we've had globally. I say that very anecdotally, but, you know, from what I hear, the the severity of, of people who are infected with COVID now has deteriorated. Uh, but it's such an unpredictable virus. You know, we've seen... It affecting people with mild symptoms are still getting this chronic fatigue, um, and this long COVID that a lot of people are speaking about now. So um, please do be do be careful, when, especially when you're in crowded spaces, um, changing rooms, those kinds of things.
0: In our previous interview, you briefly mentioned taking hydroxychloroquine, the anti drug that has been very much the center of recent U.S. news.
1: Can you tell us about your experience with the drug? I can but you know i have to caveat this with like instagram has just taken down a post of mine which i think was because of hydroxychloroquine so my experience with hydroxychloroquine you know we were desperate back in march and april we were trying anything and i i took it before it became a thing that that trump talked about it was really not the right drug for me i felt terrible on it it made my blood sugar drop it gave me a worsening of tinnitus in my ears look we don't know. The jury is really out on hydroxychloroquine. I think in some individuals, it can be very helpful to reduce the inflammatory response. My my experience was that I took it at um, probably about two weeks in, because at that point in late March, we were, you know, trying everything. I felt worse on it. for You know, I really don't, I don't know if it did anything for me, but I'm waiting for the trial data to come out. I think what we know in in the circumstances that can be beneficial is when there is insulin resistance when there is metabolic syndrome i think it can really help reduce glucose because the virus can thrive on glucose um it seems to have an effect on glucose levels and some of the studies are showing that it can be beneficial in those in in those people who are at risk of dying from um COVID because they have a lot of comorbid factors like metabolic syndrome. That's not the case in a lot of athletes. It is an immunosuppressant drug. So if you take it too early on, um uh, my theory is that it can probably suppress um the immune system. And you know, it's a fine line because the immune system in people like me went crazy. So, you know, I had the cytokine storm at day sort of eight, which is where your immune system goes crazy. This is a virus. It's got deep into the body and like we need to get rid of it. And you flood your system with cytokines. So theoretically, hydroxychloroquine is meant to suppress that. But I don't know. I I still think it's a pretty toxic drug. And I think there will be better treatment options available. I I still hold out for the vaccine and immunotherapy, and I think there's different. You know, we're treating we're treating this illness a lot differently than we did in in March. You know, we're recognising it as a disease of the blood vessels. It's an inflammatory disorder. Um, Your blood becomes very thick. You know, my blood was clotting very easily. I had to go on high doses of aspirin. You know, it's a vasculitis. It's not like a common cold or a flu where you just get inflammation in your lungs. So our we are treating it very much like an inflammatory disorder now um so really trying to get that inflammatory stress under control an early indication for steroids i myself did not take steroids i held off taking them because i um i probably should have taken them an earlier date i took aspirin i took a liquid a form of ibuprofen that i could tolerate i took very high doses of vitamin c very high doses of omega-3 very high doses of NLC-Tarcysteine. N- N- L- I nebulized glutathione and saline. Um, I was monitoring my oxygen through the finger, as, as you know from our previous conversation, and um, trying trying to rest as, as much as I can. And I really did not do that early on um, in the illness and kept pushing through. And I've ended up with sustained joint inflammation as a result of getting back to exercise too early. And I am contacted on a day-to-day basis by athletes online, who are saying every time I try to exercise, I've had COVID, I feel terrible, but I need to keep doing it. I'm, I'm like, well, you're going to end up with chronic fatigue syndrome at this rate. You really cannot fight back with this. So, I'm just trying to swim because my body feels okay with swimming. So it's really like listening to your body. If you feel bad after exercise, if you feel tired, you're doing yourself damage. The aim is to come out of the exercise feeling invigorated and and energized and if you feel worse the next day, you've done too much. So it's really, you know, it's really giving yourself time. I've been told I probably won't run for the rest of the year, and I'm okay with that. I can I can do swimming, I can do yoga, I can, you know, cycle, but I, I no joint impact exercise.
0: And since we last talked, you've been featured in Glamour UK magazine, a BBC news program, and of course, Triathlete
1: magazine. Has the media attention surprised you? I think the reason I got media attention is because I spoke up quite early and I wasn't ashamed to. I think a lot of people now have been like this is me this is me you know and I think I just got to it a bit early because at 2 weeks I was like the the the, the news is telling me I'm be- meant to be better in 2 weeks. I what's going on and I tried to look and discover answers to why I wasn't getting why I wasn't getting better and people were like well you look okay and I said well you know I look okay because I'm not doing anything and I'm making you know it's a big effort to look okay but yes it's so it has but it's an interesting story and I think because we don't have any answers people are people are interested in 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 this virus and what it can do to to even healthy individuals
0: You mentioned going to France and flying on a plane and wearing a mask, covering yourself in sanitizer and taking these precautions. So we don't have a full understanding, to my understanding, that about the immunity from future infections once you have COVID nineteen. So are you still taking these precautions to avoid another infection?
1: Yeah, it's a very good question, Haley. And then, you know, I had my mom texting me this afternoon saying, you know, you've been on a plane. I don't want you coming near me and um So, you know, there's a concern here to are we protected with antibodies, right? There's two things here. Like there's a lot of people that I've been testing personally and also we're hearing about in the press that, you know, who have clearly had COVID-19 and are not developing IgG, which is what we are measuring, antibodies Does this mean they don't have protection against COVID-19? I think it's very unlikely. I think the body does retain some immunity. I just don't think the test is measuring it in some people. There's this other concept, and I can send you a link to look at. uh, It's a video created by um, a guy called Run DMC who talks about COVID immunity because there's a lot of people who possibly have what we call T-cell-mediated immunity that is not being measured currently in these tests So the tests are measuring IgG immunity and um, there's a few tests that are being uh, that are valid, that are reliable. The Abbott test and the Roche test. I think the Roche test is meant to be slightly more sensitive than the um, than the Abbott. I have done a variety of them and I've always tested positive. But I have to say having I've had qualitative numbers on my antibodies. And that means that I have had the number, you know, the level of the antibodies on both tests. And I had one in May. And I had one in July the seventh, and the number has halved within that time period, so I would expect that you know uh, give it another two months, I'm probably going to be running at a low level of i g g antibodies. I still don't really think these are that protective i'm i I just don't know we just don't know i I haven't seen cases, however of people being reinfected. With COVID nineteen, who have antibodies um, at this case, but we have seen people have theoretically, or people have been reporting pe- people being reinfected with COVID nineteen after they had antibodies have, have left. So, I mean, you know, I I just don't know, but I feel like someone that has been through such a you know a strong reaction to this virus, I would expect my immune system to retain some memory of how to to but to. to, to to deal with it. Um, But, you know, it has caused some degree of what we call immunocompromise, and we discussed a bit earlier. So I feel concerned, like coming into winter, that, you know, I'm going to be more susceptible to other viruses, you know, like the flu, like influenza. So I will definitely get the flu vaccine. I've never had a flu vaccine. I've never had the TB vaccine, which um, we now know confers some protection, Because when I was 13 and they usually hand them out, I I developed a reaction to the heath test, which showed that I had some level of uh, immunity. So I was not given it. Um, So that's perhaps something I would look at again. Um, So, you know, I just don't think we know enough about it yet, but I was certainly certainly on the plane. I was I was protecting myself, you know, with a mask, et cetera, et cetera. But a, a big part of me feels like the virulence, is, uh, like I said, has 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 lessened with this. I feel like it. I feel like it's causing less less damage than it did previously. Um, but you know, don't don't. Perhaps let's let's keep the jury out, out on that. And I hear that just because of the cases that are entering hospital seem to be seem to be less less severe. But maybe there's a time delay on it. Um, who knows? Who knows is right.
0: Well, Tamsin, thank you so much for coming on again, giving us a follow-up, um, on how you're doing and much more information as you have recovered somewhat over the last couple of months. I'm glad you're able to swim and do some yoga and yeah, no running for the rest of the year. I, that seems like, you know, 2021 will be here before we know it. Right.
1: So hopefully mm-hmm. you'll be back running again, but thank you again. Yeah, no, I'm very keen to do the Mont Blanc trail race at some point. I think that's on my bucket list. So yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Take care, Haley. Nice to speak to you. I
0: do hope Tamsin gets a chance to run the Ultra Trail Dumont Blanc race someday, and I continue to wish her the best in her recovery while also thanking her for sharing her personal experience and medical knowledge with all of us. Thank you for listening to this Iron Woman podcast mini episode. This has been Haley Chura, and I'll talk to you again soon. You have been listening to the Iron Women Podcast hosted by Haley Chura and Alyssa Gadeski. Iron Women is a production of Live Feisty Media and is edited by Taylor Mahan Rudolph. Thank you to our sponsors, Zilio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Form Swim Goggles, and Orca Sportswear, as well as the Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find websites and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomenpodcast.com.